Welcome back to Pass Assault. John is ill-prepared. As per usual. Episode 42.2, because we, or point one, I guess, because we fucked up audio uh, for the last one, my fault. And uh, here we are, John Peroni, Max Gabriel. John, tell me about your car. Tell me about your current car. Ah! <laughs> tell me, first of all. So there's actually more problems than you know of, actually. Really? That's the crazy part. Okay, so you know how people say that like 100,000 miles on a Toyota, right? Like that's not a scary number. That's, no. a, that's a Toyota that's still worth buying in most that's cases. That's an adolescent Toyota. Oh, yeah. You can get two or 300 easily. Yeah. There's the, I've seen 2.3 million on an old Tacoma once. Get out of here. It's, they had to engine swap at some point. Oh, yeah. But I Total. think the first one lasted over a million. Which is insane, whatever. But uh, when you talk about BMWs, Audis, Mercedes, that 100,000 mile mark is usually more towards what you would call a veteran vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Where it's on its last legs. Right. And I bought a 100,000 mile Mercedes uh, like, a, I don't know, a month ago at this point. I knew the only other owner. I knew him pretty well. He was my dad's business partner for the last 20 years. Nice. I knew he drove it soft. I knew he took care of it extremely well. Very big on on maintenance at Mercedes. It's a nice car. Yeah. And it was originally a $90,000 vehicle, right? And they depreciate so much because, you know, everybody's aware that they're not going to last as long as a Toyota. That I got it for 15 grand. And it's wrapped. It's got this dope, like, matte gray black wrap on the outside. It's got... Some nice rims. The brake calipers have been uh, recently repainted. And then it got keyed the other night. Boom. Bad. Like, from both door panels on the driver's side and the rear quarter panel all the way down. A little loop-de-loop around the door handles. Oh, yeah. They, they did do the loop-de-loop. The loop-de-loop he on had the time, door handles. Bro. It he felt just more disrespectful than just the keying itself. Because it was also where he got the deepest. You too. can tell that because it, it's not a, really a circle; it's more of like a square circle. But because you, you can tell how much like time he really just spent. I'm gonna go loop de loop, like fuck out of here. So we were at a bar in the suburbs. Okay, we were at Santoras. Yeah, in Millersport. It's a bar, but yeah, yeah. It's like it was like what a Tuesday or something. Yeah. It wasn't even a weekend. It's like a it pizza place. It wasn't busy. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a bar where everybody's getting trash or anything. We come outside at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Wait, wait. It was at the bottom of a Marriott hotel. We were in an area where there's a lot of hotels. That's important. Yes. So it's, it like, it's like a it wasn't stop. The, it wasn't it's near the, the bottom, airport. It wasn't in the bottom of a hotel. It was next to maybe six separate major hotel chains. And it was a, beneath like an apartment complex. And, but it's usually not a popping place. It doesn't matter. We walk out 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Weird dude hanging out two spots away from my car. On the passenger side of his vehicle, drunk, angry, on the phone with somebody on his little. Here comes Max. Feet. Here comes Max. We don't know if he was drunk, but it's it it circumstantially points to that we do know he was agitated because we heard him on the phone, um, or his little Bluetooth piece, kind of angrily exclaiming something in his conversation. He was on the passenger side of the, the car, his car, his white um, four X5, X5, BMW, X5. BMW. Are you sure it was a BMW? Yes. It wasn't a GMC truck. Pictures. All right, all right, pictures. all right. He does have pictures. He's right. So he has that evidence. Um, with his key in his hand, he was like a guy in his mid 
50s probably maybe yes. early 60s looked um, like former military he had like that high and tight fucking flat top that old polish guys who are like cops or former military guys have he was stocky enough to be a football coach but not stocky. on top and not stocky legs. enough to be formidable maybe five eight with with a weird uh jaunt to his walk like a forward um because he was sloshed. He, I think he had a limp, bro. Dude, he was, yeah, whatever. But he was de- also destroyed. When I talked to him, he, okay, so here's the, here's the story from, from when we walk out and we see him two spots away from us. I'm like, huh, that guy's weird. I just get in the car. We took a tour of Buffalo because we wanted to visit every Dairy Queen, but go on. Yeah, we go try to find the so right we were, Dairy Queen. We mm-hmm. finally find one that'll serve us. As I'm walking back to my car, Max has been in the car the whole time. So it couldn't have and happened at Dairy your, Queen. And Cam. And my friend Cam. And I see the key marks. I throw the dilly bars at Cam. Throw them at And him. screech out of the parking lot with all 400 horsepower that I got. And I'm gunning it back to Santoros because I'm like, it has to be that fucking crazy. Obviously. Was there was no other car there. Who the fuck else would it be? I don't have any enemies. And even if I did, they don't know that I have the fucking new car. I only had it for a couple weeks. And I don't flex my shit online. So nobody knows. John is not a flexer. No. Um, the only people were like, yo, nice car, man. Online. After I posted the key marks on my Instagram, and I was like, you couldn't even see the logo of what kind of car it was. Like, how do you know that it's a nice car? Whatever. Um, I specifically didn't include that it was a Mercedes in the video. Uh, so yeah, we got it back there. He's not outside, but his car is, we go inside. He's at the bar. We talked to the bartender that cam kind of knows. And one of the waitresses, he had just walked in for the first time after we left. And had only had one beer at that time. Which was only a quarter gone. He still had it in the glass. Right. I walk over to him, and I composed and politely asked him if he saw anything around the car. I told him it got keyed. I said, I saw you out there. I thought maybe you might have seen what happened. Trying to, like, just feel him out. Because I can't just walk in there and punch him in the face. Because I don't have any evidence. There's no... We, I we only up, had circumstantial no evidence. Right. And, like, what if he didn't do it, and, he, and I just assault this guy at a bar, and then I'm going to jail. So that's not worth it. Um... And within three seconds of him responding to me, I could tell that he was bullitzed, like oh. incoherent eyes, like extremely watery, like took him a s- couple seconds to even comprehend what I was saying to him. His response was slow and slurred. He was like, well, no, no, I, I didn't see anything. Like, Yeah, he also gave, he also allegedly told you that. He said he's from out of town, which doesn't help his case in my no, brain. I didn't say that. I, I came to that conclusion. No, he I, said he's from out of town. He's staying at the Doubletree. Remember that? He said he's staying at the Doubletree. But why would he be staying at a hotel if he was from in town? That's fair. I mean, I he, I don't think he's that car, said bro. It. Is it, a it rental. Was a Massachusetts X Five had to be a rental because all the shit in the back, well, there was a bunch of boxes and clothes like hung up and pressed. So either he drove in from Massachusetts with that old shitty X Five, or rented it. And drove it in. That's what. Well, I that's think. his work. Whatever is there. It's- yeah. And he drove in there drunk. And then after I had talked to him and walked away, I'm talking to the manager and all that. And within eight minutes, he's leaving. Yeah. True. And it's not like he we finished his beer. Um, he made sure of that. He probably left money on the bar. Walked out and said, "Oh, is that your car?" I'm like, mm-hmm. "You know, is come on." And he said, yeah, I remember when you guys came in. That was the third time he'd said it between us talking in the bar. He said it twice. I, I remember when you guys came in. And out there, he said it again. That's not true because... He wasn't in the bar when we came in. His car wasn't even there when we came in. He was there when we came out. When we came out. So here's what I think. If he was under the influence, maybe he did um, pull into the lot 
and somebody who was leaving Santora's didn't say anything to him, but maybe he's just the type of guy who didn't like them, like that person, that type of person. Maybe it was a race thing. Maybe it was a religious thing. I don't know. And he just decided in his blitz state that that was their car. Like maybe they walked to another something else in that plaza or whatever. And he keyed it because maybe he do, does remember somebody coming in and he didn't like. And he just thought it was your car. And then he realized, oh, fuck, it wasn't that dude's car. It was this other dude's car. I'm leaving. Yeah. Regardless, he probably did it. And then he left and we filed a police report and uh, nothing's going to happen. No. The insurance isn't going to cover Dick. No. And um, he didn't get through to the paint or do damage to like the metal. So all I got to do is rewrap it on those three panels and the guy who's going to do it said he'd trade for my extra rims and tires in my basement so all i you're doing that bro what about the winner i'm only keeping it for one winner and i'm just gonna buy instead of another set of rims and tires just, just tires. tires and maybe even used because if, if i only need them for one yeah i use you know. them i use winter tires hmm? i use winter tires are you two-wheel driver four um two um, I got four, so I don't know what I should do. If I should just put all terrains on there or what. But, yeah, so I won't really have to spend any money out of pocket on it. So then also, the other day, my back left tire starts losing air pressure. I'm like, the fuck? I go fill it up. The next day, I see it's low again. It's down to like 12 PSI. I'm like, the fuck is going on? I bring it back again. And I, I try to fill it up, and I can't get it past like 20-something. And I'd like to keep them at like 40. So I'm like, what the fuck? I bring it to the tire place around the corner. They said it was off the rim a little bit. It was off the seal. Oh, okay. And that the valve stem was a little bit dislodged, probably from when I filled it up at the Sunoco. And I was like, all right, word. So that it was holding pressure above 65 miles an hour. Car starts shaking. Oh, when man. I, when I get it back, I go, these motherfuckers at the tire shop. Because that's not a problem that results from any of that. That's a problem that results from them fucking with the car when it was there so i bring it back they like even out all four tire pressures what did you say to them how did that conversation go i called like when i was still in the car going 70 miles an hour to orchard park and i'm like hey so just brought my car in blah 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 shaking above 65 and they're like well did you hit anything what the fuck <laughs> no i didn't hit anything and then call you and blame you about it dumb shit did they do that second service for free yeah, well, they didn't really have to do much, but yeah, they did it for free. Um, so what then, did they... What and then you... yesterday, I, I swear, when they gave it to me, I took it out and made sure to hit 70, and it felt fine. Then then yesterday, I was driving over 70, and it was shaking again. Bro. And I'm like, God damn it. So now I got to take it to... A se- I'm just taking it to a separate place. Yeah, fuck those guys. They, I'll, get, I'll they, get, for it they get, had their chance. The right way. Yeah. I, what I, do you I, think's wrong with it? Because at first I thought, oh, it's shaking. Maybe I think they forgot to tighten the lug nuts on a on a wheel or something. It's just, just the sound. I of think the... it just needs an alignment. It's a but don't take it to somebody and say it needs an alignment. Just say what's happening. Yeah. Say I think it might need an alignment. They're gonna do the alignment, but they're if there's a different problem, bro. Like shaking, how? Like you mean you can feel it in your cabin? It's so you know how sometimes you'll feel it through the steering wheel. It's not that. It's like in my seat. You think your seat's just fucked no, up? It's not the seat. I'm saying that it's it's has something to do with the wheels and the alignment. Like, it's for sure coming through the tires, not coming through the steering column or anything. But the tire's holding pressure? Yeah. 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 Okay, one problem fix, another one comes. Yeah, like, it's safe to drive right now. Um, Below 70. I guess. 
That Orchard Parkway, I, I didn't even like take it slow. I, I kept it over 70 the whole way. You really live life on the edge. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you know you don't. Yeah, but you also don't have plates in the car, which was a big issue when the cops got I there. All plates on the car. Don't. John's oh, car doesn't exist, bro. I did not want you to bring this. John part. doesn't exist at the DMW or the DMV. <laughs> the DMW. The DMW. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Thinking of German over here. The fucking the dealership that I sold my truck to. Yeah. They sent me one of my plates in the mail because I couldn't get it off because I didn't have an Allen wrench on me when I was there to drop it off. And it got seized and given to the DMV. So my plate isn't, I couldn't register the one that I have. And I have to wait to order my new one because I'm waiting on a new license to come in the mail because uh, my address changed. Yeah, but your ID number should be the same, right? The ID number is the same. But I then just, there's that's all they ask there's another number on the back. That's going to be different? Mm-hmm. Coronavirus. Well, at least it'll all be fixed soon. Well, yeah, John's gonna be in a happy place soon. But I have, I have 180 days but from when I fuck it. all that because come spring, John's getting a new car, for Bronco, 2021. I mean, I only planned on keeping this car for a year, anyways. Fuck it's... all that, John said. I watched this video, <laughs> and I brought my debit card out. I I asked Molly for it. Molly. I need my debit card. <laughs> so. If anybody hasn't heard, the OJ Mobile is back, baby. The Ford Broncos being brought back for the first time in, like, fucking, what, 30, 40 years? Yeah, a long time. And it's going to be the Jeep killer. It's going to be the Jeep competitor for the next decade, probably. And it looks a lot better, and it looks well-priced as well. Yeah, they had three models, so you got the two-door, the four-door, the Sport. The Sport just looks like a Range Rover crossed with a RAV4. And honestly, if you spend the money to go get the ugly-ass sport as opposed to the dope two-door and the dope four-door fuck you and i don't like the at all. the two-door has 270 horsepower and i think that the the two and the four can get up to 310 on standard yeah so it's so the weakest it's and the, the weakest. most expensive it's the one for people who live in like the burbs and never will ever take their car anywhere that's like crazy those are the ones that are flexing those yeah are, those are the mall crawler editions yeah i bet that there's going to be some cool builds of them but Hopefully. Nah. They're going to be harder to build out. The other one, the two and the four door yeah, are like, the meant, two. like Jeeps to just and also, rip the doors off real quick. The two comes in manual if you want. The four does as well. Oh, I thought you said it only came automatic when you looked into it. No, they both do. Oh, okay. But then at certain like trim levels, you can only get automatic or certain options. Like remote start can only be on the automatics, which sucks because I love remote start, but I need to get this. But you can get manual. a remote start added or no. Oh, no, you can't. No, it, I don't it's, it's manual. It's yeah. because, of, yeah, you have to make sure it's in neutral, oh, yeah. push the clutch in, and then, you know. Fuck. Well, either way, um, for the price, which is. I think it starts off at 29 something. Yeah. Uh, you get a lot. And the interior is super nice. Um, it is a gas car, if that matters to anybody. And, uh, yeah, they have, like, already built-in interlocking differentials for, like, when you're on rough terrain. Um, are you going to plan on using it somewhere off-road? I'm already scheduling vacations next summer based off of off-roading and, and road tripping there. Are you going to a Baja? Nah, it's all going to be northeast stuff. I'd like to go southwest, but I'd probably need to trailer it. I probably wouldn't want to drive stick across the country in a fucking Bronco. Yeah, no, nah, you would need to. One thing I'm going to do that a lot of people probably won't be a big fan of me doing, um, I'm not going to put the 35-inch tires on from the factory. You're going to keep 32? 
I'm going to keep the 32s. And then if I get it and it looks stupid, then I'm going to get my own 33s or 35s. Better, br- better brand. Not just that. I think I could get it for cheaper for the same quality. I bet they're going to upcharge me up the ass. Plus, I'd rather pay for that and just throw down a 1000 and get the rims and tires and have them put on as opposed to putting it on the payment for the car. Because I'm not going to buy the car outright. But also, think about this. You're going to want money for the – there's like 700 aftermarket parts already. 200. I, I thought they said fucking seven in the video. I thought – I don't know. I thought Either way, there is at least – It's okay, a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. 200 is a lot. I, I saw the one. There's a hook from the top thing. I love how they call it aftermarket when it's not aftermarket. Yeah. It's from Ford. Yeah. They're, they're OEM. They're, but there's going to the be factory. other brands that diversify it. Sure. Plus, yeah, yeah. a nice thing um, about the about them – the reason it's competing with Jeep really is because you can take off everything. The roof and the doors. Mm-hmm. And the doors in the two-door fit in the two-door. And the doors in the four-door also fit in the four-door in, like, nice stacks. The two-door ones don't fit inside the two-door. I thought it fits in the back. Nope. Oh, okay. Not so that's only, why the two-door is really the bottom that's tier. All, yeah, that's only on the four-door. The, the four-door. you got to store them somewhere. But that's fine because most people in that situation have a garage. Or they're smaller, but you just walk them inside. Or... Put, if you're going off-roading with them, I mean, you can just put them there and just clip them back on. Like, and they're made. Like, they're made to be like you could put them down somewhere and not worry about them getting scratched up and shit. Yeah. Um, and there's no crossbeam at the top if you take off the roof, which is huge. That is ginormous. That's huge. I don't and know, man. It just seems. I've been seeing a lot of Jeeps in oh Buffalo my, lately, yeah. and I've just been disgusted with them. Well, because none of them put on the big tires if they're spending the money on like the Sahara edition, which has the dope interior. That's true. And I think the Jeep stock tires are even smaller than the bronco stock oh probably i saw t- like two or three in the last couple of days those jeeps with the flat bed in the back oh the gladiator why okay here's my thing with those i think they're sick if you're willing to put 10 grand into modding them out and lifting them up putting big tires on them putting a bunch of outdoor accessories all over them but if you leave it stock it looks like a piece of shit they're leaving it stock yeah i know it's because they're spending so much on it because it's a brand new vehicle um but they are holding their value the same way Wranglers do because it's made on a Wrangler frame and most of the parts are Wrangler. Um, and that's the most uh, best-selling, best-reselling vehicle in America for the last, like, I don't know, 20 years. But do you like the way the stock looks? On a Gladiator? Yeah. No. On a Wrangler? Mm, sometimes. So you could easily swing back to Jeep if Jeep came out with something. I mean, I drove my brother's Jeep yesterday. He's got a uh, manual Wrangler two-door hardtop, and uh, it was fine, but it, I for sure wouldn't want to drive it to Orchard Park on the thruway. No. Um, but if it was like to get to the barbershop and back, hell yeah, I'm down for a Jeep. But a mile? My hope is that Ford- You drive a Jeep a mile? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Going in a Wrangler that like isn't really a high-edition Wrangler above 50 or 60 miles an hour, it's loud. And it's not comfortable, and it feels scary. Also, and the steering's really loose. Oh yeah. So you feel like you could constantly just drift into somebody's lane. It's it feels unsafe. And I like to road trip. I like to, if if I have two ways to get somewhere and one's throughway and one's roads, I'm gonna take throughway every day of the week. I like to go faster. Um, what was I just gonna say? Also, the Broncos, the new Broncos, are able to go faster on terrain. Um, and they have those uh, shocks in them as well. Like they were explaining how you could go like 40, 50 miles an hour. Like that in Buffalo, ginormous. Yeah. See, those only come though. I looked into those. Those Bilstein shocks yeah. only come on like the top 
couple tiers. Don't forget the fucking top tier. I'm thinking about it. Honestly, the price difference between the bottom tiers and the top tiers is small enough to where it might be smarter for resale value for me to go a little higher end on the trim. And you're going to sell your Mercedes to your girlfriend probably? I don't know if I want to do that to her. I feel like I'd be giving her a lemon. Like, it's not a lemon right now, but I feel like it could be by then. Could, do you think you're going to get your value for it for whoever you give it to? I got a feeling I'll be able to get 15 for it. I gotta, I'm got good at this. This is my skill is being able to buy a vehicle, drive it for a year, and sell it for the exact same amount of money. It happened with the, a 2018 truck I did that with. Who the fuck does that with a 2018 well, truck? Well, generally, people should follow that rule if they're in like well, the car flipping, if they're flipping if, a lot of cars. like yeah. if you're Or if you're buying a car as well, you should say, can I drive this for a year or two and still get at least the value for it or just a little under then if the answer is yes then probably buy the car for short term like, why not like why most not most cars that's not even realistic if it's a 2018 what are you talking about if it's a 2018 that's not realistic to be able to get that much of your money back i got okay, lucky if you get a toyota like a, a standard like a toyota camry like a newer toyota camry you okay. drive it for a year i'm not saying you're gonna get the full value but let's say you bought it you're not buying it outright you didn't buy your truck outright true but i bought it not least you know what i mean it's still According to whoever, like I had still had ownership of it. Yeah, that's true. But basically, it paid off. I paid off so much of my loan in that year that I ended up like making a little bit profit. And we always like the profit, the profit margin. Yeah, I'm big on putting big down payment. If you're gonna do payments on something, put a big down payment on it so that savings. you're savings. Hmm? Yeah, savings. So you're not in the hole. Yeah, yeah. So then yeah, I'll have my payment on the Mercedes is smaller than it was on the truck. Hopefully, I'll be able to get rid of it and make it a couple grand off of just because I've already put so much money into it in the payments. And that'll be my down payment, like maybe four or five grand for the Bronco. So I'll Which is a pretty decent size for – they start at 29. I mean, and even yeah, if ten, you get the top tier. 10%, 10% down payment is pretty great. standard. Yeah, the great. one I get is going to be like 38 to 42 grand in that range. So, yeah, three or four grand. Boom. And then my monthly payments are going to be pretty fucking high. And then you're, <laughs> you're climbing over rocks. And then we're climbing over rocks, baby. Yeah, but by then, your monthly payment, you're almost 26, and your insur- car insurance will go down. 26? S- single male 26 goes down. I heard that's not exactly a rule. It's not exactly from, a rule, but if, if you're not, okay, but if you're not going to get shit on your insurance, if you're going to be, a, you know, if you're not going to crash into somebody. I and have no like that, accidents. Yeah, I, bro. I never miss payments. I don't know if that matters for insurance. Um, my credit score is pretty good now. I'm at like 720. That's, that is good. Right? It's a good score. And it went from six sixty nine to 720. You like didn't do one of those commercials months. that it's like, whoa, just logging in, boosted it 10 points. <laughs> no, because that's actually bullshit. Though. Yeah. It's, they, they lie on those I feel like I feel like your friend Cam just knows all – all of whether the credit card thinks he sees their scams or not after he explained the debt scam about the credit card debt well because he was a debt collector for like years and years from the age of 18 or 17 to like 20 or no until he was like yeah like 28 so like a decade he was a debt collector and was like good at it and back in that era of debt collecting there was less regulation and you could do crazy shit to convince crazy illegal shit to convince somebody to pay you a debt so they would buy so let's say someone doesn't pay their capital one payment sure why not right? fuck it what's in my wallet uh, nothing exactly uh a debt collecting company buys that debt from capital one so capital one gets paid right they not as much as they would have they sell it for cheaper 
which is how you make money, which is how it becomes realistic for the debt collecting company to buy it. Sure, yeah, I mean. So they they get what, like, I don't know, 30% of what they were owed. They go, find whatever, I'm done. Now, now it's the debt collector's turn to try to get paid. So they start calling the fuck out of that guy who didn't pay his Capital One payments. And just saying, like, you owe payments, like, pay me right now. That's not going to work on 99% of people because there's no real, like, if a collector's already calling you, it's already affected your credit. So might as well let it keep going. So then they'd have, like, fake CB radios in the back and shit and pretend like they're calling from, like, a police station and do all this shit that you're not allowed to do now. To, like, say, like, they would start calling people's aunts, uncles, grandmas, moms, fathers, everybody to try to say, like, I'm looking for this guy. Like, you could harass somebody. For some credit card debt. Any kind of debt other than, like, medical. And then they would have to convince said person to pay. Yeah, and they got commission. A deck, the... The guy calling gets commission off every person he convinces to pay. Which could be none in a day, but it could be a lot. It could be tens of thousands. They asked Cam to um, to advise on that movie, Buffaloed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love. I saw a bunch of people tweeting like, yo, what does this have to do anything with Buffalo? Like, this is just a lady doing debt collecting. Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe that's just our biggest industry out of Western New York for the last, like, 30 years now. Which it doesn't – which is another – pathway to death because that's all going to get automated there's going to be ai not too far away like that's not something ridiculous to have like an a there's already machines that do it like you get a call from like that just robot voice it's like, hello it's a pre-recorded you owe yeah 143 dollars but uh one that's been going around i got a call from washington dc and it left a message and it's like this guy who's like talking super fast he's like yeah hi uh we were just wondering if uh you were going to take advantage of that uh you know, newly imposed CARES Act package, which allows you to forgive your student debt. If you just give me a call back, time is running out. First of all. What time? Yeah. The government's not going to cold call me to remind me that there's a way to forgive my student loan debt. Like, it was a real guy's voice. They don't voice. want you to know about that. <laughs> I know. I'm like, like, stop. And I know. Like, hey, so it's Carl with the government. <laughs> yeah. Like, shut up, dude. Like, I'm not going to call that number back. And I and you have to take loan uh, exit counseling, like an online thing, which is just like. This is you have loans. This is what's gonna happen. Blah blah blah. It's like for college kids, and they tell you your loan provider. So why would the guy say he's from anywhere but my actual loan provider? So these hackers who are getting like the phone number off that website or whatever, they just need to do a little extra work, get into my loan provider, and be done with it. I found this. I like that day. tiny little hammer that you have. It's a lighter, bro. Max is oh my god. So Max is holding a a, a hammer that looks like your standard. Like working hammer, except it's two and a half inches tall. I could use this nail in like a picture uh, nail, like the little <laughs> tiny ones. And it happens to also be a lighter. Let me see this thing. I got it at a garage sale. That's pretty amazing. And it's a butane How lighter. How do you feel this thing? Oh, I see. So when I, because when I re-got butane. This is amazing. I feel like this costs like money. 50 cents. I'm saying like originally. Like, it feels like it's, like, well-made. Like but heavy. look, at the bottom, you see how there's, like, that broken chain? So yeah. it was on probably a keychain or something to hook it to, like, your workman's probably, like, belt or something. Yeah. So this would be really cool to have on your keychain at all times. Just need to light a quick It's signal. heavy, bro, in the pocket, though. Yeah, I believe you. This is something that a guy like me who likes to wear their, uh, their keys on their belt loop, like an asshole, this, that's for me. When I first filled that, I thought I filled it good. And, like, the flame wasn't as big as it is, and it wasn't as on demand. And I filled it, and I was like, what the fuck? So I think the f- it hadn't been filled in so long that the tube was a little clogged. So the second time I filled it, like, recently. That's a good lighter. Way huh? better. Yeah. 
Yeah. I remember originally when we tried to use it for something like a year it ago. It wasn't light. Nah, it was shit. And I just refilled it, and it's like the tube, like, I was like, okay. I got a lighter. It looks, it's about yay big. And for anybody who is not watching, which is everybody but Max, um, it's about six and a half, seven inches long, inch and a half in girth. Looks like a big metal dildo that I put a Harley Davidson sticker on. And it's like a huge quad tip butane lighter. Oh, shit. With four shooting flames for like cigars and it has like a cigar cutter on the bottom and it's like eight pounds it's like insane where'd you get it my grandpa is a big harley guy slash big cigar guy nice so it's probably like a you you buy it and you don't use it kind of thing and you just leave it next to your cigars as like a as like a like you know cigar guys like to have a nice spot for their cigars like a little little humidor box a little whiskey s- set usually and then like a nice lighter that's like the lighter you would have over there but nice. I used the shit out of it to smoke weed, and then it broke. <laughs> Damn it, John. <laughs> um, he gave it to me when I was 17. He's an idiot. <laughs> I saw in my browsing of the roll-your-own uh, cigarette stuff, there are cigarette cases now that you can use for whatever you're lighting, but you charge them, and you it like pops open. You grab it, and there's a lighter built into it, like an electric one, mm, and you just light it. Looks it like plasma, right? It looks like a yeah, fucking like a, like a lightsaber. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you can just and it's fucking sparks, and then it's just you put it back. I'm if like, why be, do we need spy became, gear? If that became the future, where like everything was like plasma beams instead of fire, how sick would that? Well, be? this is this is the whole point. When I saw it, I had let's just make me and you can write and direct and develop a movie that is a like noir detective film that takes place in the future, and that's the lighter that he keeps because noir films they always have the protagonist is always smoking. Yes, and. So he he's just always, has that. He's always grizzled. Like a future. He's always dark. Yeah. Who who would be the noir guy? Drinker. Would it be, would it be me just because I have dark hair? And I feel like they always have Oh, dark you want to act in it too? Oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, you can act in it. Fuck it. Get, get yourself Someone a fedora. Someone described a buddy of mine like a, I think, did you describe somebody as what? a like a 30s noir detective actor? Somebody said that the other day around me and I was like, it's so, it was so perfect. Towards you? I'm not even towards, it was towards somebody. I don't look like it right now because my hair is all long and shit, but. And there's always they always enter a club in a scene, and there's a woman in a red dress singing like a sad song on the bar stage, and, and the woman does. always notices him walking in. <laughs> right, always. Yeah, there's a he great. Always orders a manly drink at the bar. Never some pussy shit. Never. I just thought of my tries, and it links to this. And Go for it. Why do we do the tries in the middle? All right. Well, let's not. Let's wait then. I'll wait. We're, we're trying because it'll it'll open up a whole different door too. So for anybody we'll at home, we're trying to be a little more segmented with our with our community tries and and uh, saltiest of the week. Yeah, we're gonna keep them at the end. And a short term goal we have is we 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 should be trying to get a guest on the show. I know the times are strange, but we should be trying somebody. Somebody. We'll talk. That'll be interesting. But either way. Yeah, so there's your noir film, and it's like a cyberpunk future, so everybody has the lighters, but they're plasma. Like, of course. I'm into that. I'm re- you know what that sounds like it would be? Um, Love, Death, and Robots? That yeah, like, like it would be a little like short. A little 20 minute short. Could be. I rewatched those two or three times during quarantine, and I think it might be the greatest collection of shorts in existence. Because it's like a new team every one. Like, you were getting really, like, just a full, like, here's a charcuterie board or whatever they're called with the fucking. But that would. Normally, I would be like, oh, if it's a new team of writers and, and um, artists for everyone, you'll get some good ones, and then you'll get a bunch of bad ones, too. Nah, dude. Every yeah, like Black single Mirror. one is... Yeah, there's a bunch of Black Mirror that's not great. That's not but great. There's a bunch that's mind-blowing, too. Yeah. 
there's not a single bad episode of Love, Death, and Robots. I I can agree with that. I think each one holds a value. There are some that are a little interesting that you wouldn't want to like watch with certain friends of yours. Like the one with the, like the sexual wolf beast lady. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, like Ch- it takes place in like Mongolia or yeah, something, yeah. like she's in like, a different she's like a sexy era werewolf or a different world. Yeah, I don't. Why did she have to be so sexual? It was strange. It was a little strange. It all ties into uh, Therians, I'm sure. Yeah, but... it's probably tied into some real lore or whatever. But uh, that one felt a little, a little strange. No, I'm saying in real life, into furries, Therians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's okay. what it ties into. I thought you meant like a real religion. Or that's something. what I. That's what it ties into. There's a big audience for that, so why not play to your audience? But it could have just been harmless. I'm sure the writers say that it was harmless, but oh, all those bro, anime writers that put big titties on every character. Are like, I think oh, that I, you know what I think. I think that was their attempt to bring furries into a less than or a more than sexual thing. Like, uh, like no, this is a real hobby. Like, this is what like there's emotion in this, and there's it. It didn't come off that I way. I think though. we can have a separate jail just for furries. Throw them all in there. Let them all frolic together in their little area. Keep them away from the rest of us. You're talking some eugenic type stuff here. Just furries. <laughs> Just furries. They have uh, furry conventions in Buffalo sometimes. Do you know that? Buffalo is a huge population of Therian individuals. I don't like that you refer to them so formally. After I watched, you have too much respect for them. After I, I watched, the, I, wa- I watched the documentary, and this is how they talk, like on the documentary, <laughs> and I knew it would bother you because it bothered you're, me. You're taking them way too. I seriously. knew it would bother you because it bothered me. <laughs> But no, Buffalo's a hub, bro. Erie County hub. There is a lot of furries in in the county, and this is what the documentary explored. It's on YouTube. It's free. Someone sent it to me, and at one point, I think the documentary is at Glen Falls. Um, but yeah, that's how seriously that it's taken. So for their community, it's serious, and they have a big podcast, big furry podcast, right out of right out of uh, the Western New York area. Because on the documentary, they showed them podcasting. So okay, so there's a Since- furry specific popular furry specific podcast that is housed in western new york that's how big of the hub we are so here's so since you're the resident expert on this now i'm gonna because ask you i watched questions. the document I'm, right? well, I'm gonna ask you some questions but me and my friend had a discussion about this the other day is this a we still both think it's strictly sexual okay good um are there movies that these guys are watching is there some kind of like i think it's TV an a- sh- is there tv shows or movies? well netflix does have a animal humanoid like new a netflix original uh series that just came out no, Beastmaster. Saying, like, where did this start oh like, I th- where, it started like, online for but, sure but was it like a like one guy drew a creepy looking thing that looked like it had a like some sexual organs on it even though it was an animal and then it became or like or I somebody that, like because in, in all kids shows show yeah and well let's just say this in all kids shows there's like there's a ton of kids shows where there's animals that are humanoid that are talking and yeah, it's yeah, yeah. okay so let's just take that and someone grew up, or didn't, and just sexualized them somehow. And maybe wrote about it online, and maybe it caught up. I don't know the history, but I do think that without the internet, there wouldn't be people who are born who just who just always know that they're an animal. I don't think that makes sense to me, yet. Wait, they're claiming that they are... like Just like, a, uh, like uh, somebody who's gay uh, can say that they were so they born, so- and they always knew that they were gay, right? Right. So they're saying, yeah, I was born, and I always knew I was a raccoon stop what the fuck so it's hard to I understand didn't know, i didn't know that they were identifying as something i thought this was like a hobby where it's like oh i like to play up and dress like no. I'm in world war ii they're frolicking they're like, in parks bro they're like <laughs> this acting is me. this is me this is how i am all the time that's what they're saying yes 
That's why they is like this to. On Netflix, this documentary. That's on YouTube <laughs> I for need, free. I need to find it. It's, What's it it's, called? It, bro, at the one scene, I think they're outside like Mississippi muds. You know that? You know that vine? Wait, in, wait. There's a documentary. I'm gonna about jog your memory. Buffalo. It's all in Buffalo, bro. This it's, whole documentary. It's in Erie County, What's area, it Western New York, bro. I've been saying this. Let me let me shock your memory. Popular vine, in all parts but physical. I am a wolf. Is in the do- <laughs> that's the documentary. That's the that's it. <laughs> no. And then he's got the eyes. And the That's one of the eyes. kids they interview, bro. Oh my god! Just oh my look god. up a furry documentary, and I'll tell you which one from the thumbnail. It's spelled like F-U-R-R-Y. bro. Furry. This is the thing. We were we in our canceled episode. We talked about the other half of the internet, um, the, f- the fandom of fur- a furry documentary. Just let me see. I'll be able to. There's a bunch. I could look it up too, real quick. But There's women that are furries. That's weird. Yeah, bro. It's a whole. Yeah, it's a whole thing. There's the most popular video here is called The Failure of Rainforest. Like rainforest but spelled with fur. And has 11 million views. And I think it's like a festival. Yeah, they oh, tried God to throw a festival. Internet. Oh, That's my God. They tried to throw a festival. Here's the thing. Oh, my God. And I, I want to clarify this. Maybe it's, we probably just don't understand the phenomenon. And in every community, there's going to be people who take the community seri- more serious than others. But from from everything I've seen, there's a large, at least a large component of the of this community that was a born online and b that is sexual. Like they even talk about in the documentary that most furries are polyamorous, and so like the dude, it was like the dude and his two boyfriends were just like frolicking in a park. I don't are they, know. Are bro. they wearing like outfit? Like are they? They wear their because like, I was in the one thing I just saw for a second. So you know there's how big like full on costumes with like heads like, yes yes that's a furry how that's what the conventions the are like and it's basically an orgy bro in those things and people will disagree with that but i'm just speaking on buffalo i've seen not been there but i've heard and read the stories and things like that some things make the news well newspaper but uh you know what this might be a case of the few representing the many like maybe like, that's most, what i'm saying like i think it's just Erie County like, furries. maybe most of these guys are like no, I just think it's cool to dress up as a fucking dog. <laughs> and then there's like fucking 20% of them that are like, nah, I like to fuck when I'm dressed up as a dog. <laughs> and uh, the house of the guys in the documentary they were looking at, like they're basically teenagers, but like really young. They were like 19 at the time. Um, just hanging up is like pictures of furries, like online you can tell that were printed out or something that are blurred out because they're depicting like their private parts like Jesus. cocks and balls and fucking badges and it's like dude you're hanging this art in your house you're telling me that there's there it's not just a sexual thing yeah fuck that it's 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 just weird that's that's our dive into furries yeah jesus why, how did we even get there um i don't fucking know christ let's not yeah let's anymore. not go <laughs> we thought we covered it all between last un x episode and this one we covered it all and they'll never hear that one um you know what? Let's go into our tries on our salty. This is a good time. All right. Tries first. Uh, Yeah. What do you got? My try. Make. So everybody has like minor goals slash dreams. I don't like the word. I don't like using the word dreams. Describe it because it makes it sound like it's all fairy tale and like distant and hard to obtain and blah, blah, blah. I just like to say goals because that makes it sound realistic. Right. Whatever you got, whatever goal you have. If it sounds realistic, make it crazier. Like if it make if it sounds realistic in any sense, go create go go higher, bring it up a notch. I was a big proponent of the 
making more than X amount of money probably doesn't bring you any more happiness. There's no reason for people to want all these crazy mansions and blah, blah, blah. And as time goes on, I want a fucking Porsche and I want a fucking crazy house and I want a fuck like I'm I don't know if I'm diving into consumerism too much or if I'm reading like too many like personal finance things online or what. Well, but it's all catered know. to your bubble. So right now you've definitely triggered your algorithms to show you like let's buy oh, yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. No, it's for sure pushing more personal finance videos towards me and more like, you know, how to build equity in a house and shit. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe it's just because recently I've been thinking more more long term than ever. Like the last last year, I've just been focused on getting the barbershop going. Now that the barbershop's up and running, it's opened me up to the possibilities of, you know, three barbershops, five barbershops, shit like that. You know what I mean? Like really. Diversify. Yeah. Either. Not saying that this was easy, but it was easy enough to where it makes me think I could do it. Over and, and over. if you had more money, you could just get somebody to do the initial setup. You just got to pay yeah, for it. Yeah, once I, now that I have a little bit of a blueprint laid out, like I know what types of floors are, are the right kinds. I know where you can cheap out and where you need to spend money 100%. Mm. You know, I have, now I have connections to, like I have a way to get TVs for like Black, Black Friday prices year round now. I have connections with product companies to sell like pomades and shit and like not have to go through a huge long process with that anymore would you still take a direct hand in hiring barbers like you would want to see their work 100 percent. that's the thing is that i would need to be super super hands-on for the hiring and education process because having all those barbershops you can't just recruit guys that already know how to cut hair you got to have those guys like cam and will and then you also need young blood that you apprentice and you train to be in your image so that they cut the way you cut and your clients can go to them and not worry about getting fucked up and that way your standards stay even across the board um that's hard though teaching somebody to like master hair so what was the goal associated with this that you turned up is this it like five barbershops my my original goal like what was the original my goal from when i was 15 on it's written down somewhere from like my freshman sophomore year high school books is to own a barbershop 22 years old or 21 when i did it i check done done have it be successful and make a profit within the first i don't know 40 days of opening done now what build we it, instead of so just, your original goal was own a barbershop now that you've achieved that you're like well what that's not that crazy because i did it so now you're you're i gotta you know, step it up tries is your step up which is diverse you know get more locations because if you talk to a 16 year old and his goal is to own a barbershop that sounds pretty lofty it's not like you know like oh i want to go to college that's that's a normal goal to have that's standard you're going to be able to accomplish that nine times out of ten if that's your goal that if that's your goal at that age and certain socioeconomic background right a lot of some other things need to play in and make sure you're all set but odds are you'll be able to pull it off with some loans or whatever owning a owning a business that's more of a question mark because a lot of people just peter out at some point um that's true a lot of people do peter out (laughs) well <laughs> no i feel like you're using that name in a negative way um no i'm not saying i'm not saying nothing <laughs> so <laughs> passive aggressive you're no, such a but think about this out of um a swath of friends that i now have not really not not really i'm saying like high school and like those connections that swath of friends like my friends my friends friends people just you know their names and stuff i've only you and like 
a few other people have actually started like a business at our age range. So most people just go to college. That's the thing. You did go to college, but not like, for you. For like a year. <laughs> not for you. You were like, I can just do this by by yourself. And I'm not advocating for any which way, but I was talking about that recently. Like I've had to talk people out of dropping out and I've had to talk people into dropping out. It's very like when someone just gives a blanket statement like college isn't for everybody or no, that's or, or the opposite where college like you should go to college. Both of those are on the opposite ends of of the truth. This libertarian was on Joe Rogan the other day and watched a clip of him, Peter Schiff, and he said that he Yo, thinks that guy was uh I just that's crazy that you just saw that with him because I have no idea that he was on Rogan, but I separately this morning watched a video of him interviewing people on Occupy Wall Street as like that's I'm, I'm the one percent let me talk to you real yes quick. yes and he was because he seems interesting i don't know okay he so seems he's, pretty conservative he from is that video yes but is he more libertarian than straight he identifies as a libertarian he is i think he leans more towards conservative side but it's it's not the conservative values that are in the spotlight that he leans towards it's more about their policy that he leans towards he let me give you a quick background lives in puerto rico to not pay income tax hmm has other properties so like he's in connecticut i think he was in like his connecticut house when he did rogan he's like a self-identified libertarian you know small government i can do what i want he he was talking about college and what he said made a lot of sense to me because originally i thought college went up the the college uh, tuition went up because they hired a bunch of people in that middle management that were paying salaries like a ton of people they kept hiring but the dollar didn't you know go up we know that um, and that might be true that a ton of people were hired, but he says the government basically to, you know, like how easy it is to get a student loan. That's on purpose to give students with no credit and no anything loans. And now the schools know that they're guaranteeing loans. Of course, what are they going to do? They're going to up their tuition and hire people. So it makes sense that they're upping their tuition, blah, blah, blah. So then we have a bunch of kids who are, loaning from the government and these institutions to go to college and it has basically flattened the degree where the degree no longer the four-year degree which used to be i'm going to work my way through this degree because it's affordable like i can have a job and pay it off and live at home or have a job and even a a apartment with roommates and pay it off because that hasn't happened in a while he's saying that now that there's so many people that have done that system all we are is in more debt and people with degrees they, they they struggle to get jobs. They need a master's. They need a PhD. Made a lot of sense to me. Absolutely. I agree completely. The four-year degree is essentially pointless in America unless you already have something lined up after that four-year degree. Or unless that degree is like, I don't know, so hyper-specific that there's only a couple thousand people in the U.S. graduating with it every year. And you're one of them. Or you, you get the, the guaranteed the degrees. Lawyer, doctor. But even right. then, you might not be a top-tier lawyer and not make that much. And you're doctors and residencies they don't pay as much anymore and if you're if you want to go into law or medical you might have to leave where you're living to find places that are hiring and you might oh by the way be in three hundred thousand dollars in debt so anesthesia did we talk about my anesthesiologist buddy no okay so i'm gonna give you his quick abbreviated life story because it's super interesting and then we're gonna get back to money remind me at the end of the story that this all comes back to money dinero he, when you talk to him, he sounds like he's me or you. He sounds like he smokes weed, even though he doesn't because he's a doctor. He sounds like he used to party a lot. He sounds like he's like 24, maybe. Real chilled out guy. When you start talking to him more, you find out he's like 36. He's 
uh, in his residency period for being an anesthesiologist, and he only has one foot. The reason he only has one foot steps back from around college age. He didn't go to college originally. He just went. He's from here. Went out to Hawaii. Lived on the beach as just was a waiter and a surfer. That's it. He would wait tables. Use that money to buy whatever surf equipment and food he needed. Live on the beach. Go surfing. Huge. When he wa- yeah. Pretty pretty cool idea. I got to yeah. be honest. I was like, well, I don't know why you came back and did all this uh, shit. I don't know. So after three-ish years of that, he said he got boring, which blows my mind. But whatever. He comes back to Buffalo. Probably missed family and, and a semblance of normal life. Um, comes back. Ends up working as a railroad engineer. Which doesn't mean the same thing as like an engineer engineer. Yeah. It means like like engine as in like the engine on a fucking train type thing. Like he was only trained to work on that. Um, gets his foot ran over by a train. And it doesn't just run over and keep going. He's gone. It, it just stops oh, on, on top of his fudge, foot. Man. He's pinned down for like three hours. Calling on the radio but knows he can only call on the radio once every X amount of minutes because he doesn't want to kill the radio's battery and they only check every like it it was a crazy it was, situation. Uh, how did the train tr- the the driver no it wasn't a driver it was like a, an automated thing like it, like it rolled oh shoot basically but it's you know eighty thousand pounds yeah so once it feels it wants to stop it didn't roll that far right um i think it like one of the links was just unsep like not separated or was separated and he didn't know um so yeah so but he, he you know, got it amputated and everything. Um, he's been walking around one footed this whole time, and I had no idea. I've been cutting him for a year and a half, and I just found out that he has one foot. And because so the law, not the lawsuit, but the like insurance payout from that paid for medical school, paid for his car, paid for his house that he lives in now. His house is paid off in completion. His jeep is paid off, and school is paid off. But the motherfucker makes pennies on the dollar. Because in residency, even though he's an anesthesiologist, which is one of the highest paying doctorates you can get. Oh, yeah. Because people's lives are in your hand on a day-to-day basis. He makes, he works, they, they make him work like 70 to 90 hours a week. And they, and with that amount of hours, I think he told me he's making like, like 20, 25 bucks an hour at the most. Oh, okay. That's not bad for owning your own house. Like your house paid off, your car paid off. I mean, I guess. But, but like, it's livable for now. For being, he's salaried. So, like, he's forced to work these – or, no, I lied. Um, it's not 20, 25 bucks an hour because we ended up working it out. He's making, like, this year, he's making, like, 40 or 50 grand. For oh. being an anesthesiologist, he's making 40, 50 grand. Imagine if he had student loan debt, which all the other ones do. He's, like, the only one that doesn't. Anybody else in his scenario has hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loan debt. I would argue that anybody in his scenario probably lives in a rental with roommates still at 36. Well, he went to school so late. Yeah, he also went to school late. So, like, late 20s and early 30s. Yeah, your residency would normally be... He has one year left of his residency, and then his income will shoot up to, like, 400K. And then the hospitals... um, I'll bring it back to money for you. And then the hospitals, um, some of them have programs where it's like, oh, we'll pay off X amount of your student loans um, if you work for us for three years or something like Mm -hmm. that. So, it all is a circle. But what about the money? Or is that... That was it. Was that he's just making fucking not really much money at all for being an anesthesi fuckingologist like that's well he will when he's out of his residency yeah he's just got that year of purgatory left i guess and then he's up and running it'll be no time um he's an interesting guy i would like to interview him get him on bro let's do it that would be cool so he's 
I talked to him about medical stuff, and he's like down to go, he's down to go into conspiracies and shit. I want to talk to him about Hawaii, bro. Fuck everything else. I, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I could, he'd be down. Too. All right, let's he cook up. We're gonna time. we're cooking up a guest right now, live. Let's do it. And we're gonna have a new theme song. Um, that was your tries. Just set goals higher, and it led us there. My tries, um, simple. I said it was gonna be this earlier in the episode. Okay, we were talking about neo noir films or noir films in general. Andrew Garfield, a.k.a. the worst Spider-Man, a.k.a. Um, I disagree. Whatever. Continue. Well, it's not Tom Holland and it's not Tobey Maguire. So who is it? Fuck Tobey Maguire. No, bro. He was the fuck, best. Fuck Tobey Maguire. He was the best, the bro. The worst Spider-Man. Unathletic as fuck. Continue. Anyway, that was because there were no steroids in Hollywood at that time. Joe Rogan, <laughs> Joe Rogan hadn't arrived yet. Yes, he did. He arrived in the early 90s. Yeah, but he didn't have about? the access. He didn't have the distribution channels. Fear factor, motherfucker. Anyway... Anyway, um, Andrew Garfield, he did pretty good in Social Network. Also, he's supposed to be pretty good in the one about the priests that Scorsese did. Uh, the Silence. Anyway. Ah. Anyway. He plays, it's a it's a lower budget movie called like Under, I'm going to have to look it up now because I don't want to fuck it up. Under the Blue Sky or like Under the Blue Moon. I'll look it up real quick. It'll come up. But anyway, it's a neo-noir film. And it takes place in just this like apartment complex, like in present day. Um, and it's about this girl that lived that lives like below him that he like talks to the one night. And then the next morning she's like gone, like her whole apartment's gone or apartments wiped out. And he's trying to figure out why, but it's like a black comedy and, and a neo noir film at the same time. And he's like, where can you watch it? Um, I'm about to find out. Cause that sounds interesting to me, dude. It was, I watched it with Kay and it was super interesting. And at one point in the movie, he's talking about how, like, why do the dollar bill have like, you know, like there's an owl on the dollar bill, mm -hmm. like all these weird markings and stuff. And then he's like, he goes into this, there's like this visual and he goes into like how there's a lot of those weird markings on brands, like certain brands and things like that. Like more than just like someone taking a red, like marker on Twitter and circling something going like, guys, look like more, like a little more in depth than that. And that there are secret messages in everything and even media. And then you just sit there and you're like, is there a secret message in this movie? <laughs> but, um, it doesn't really spend a lot of time on that seriousness. Cause it's, it's a, like a detective movie, even though it's just about a kid trying to figure out like what's going on. Cause he's not a detective, right? He's just interested in this one. He's thing. just a, a person who lives in the apartment complex. Who but if you're watching it, figuring this out. Yeah. If you're watching it, it's, an, it's like a, it's it's meta in that it knows it's a neo noir film, so it's like the protagonist is always smoking and like there's a singing scene, but it's also a little weird. Um, under this under Silver Lake, under the Silver Lake. Hold on, it's loading. No, yeah, under the Silver Lake. Um, under the Silver Lake, 2018. So it just came out not too long ago. And it's just a different movie. I wouldn't. I wouldn't try to rate it. But yeah, that's my tries. And then our saltiest, which we agreed on. Jada Pinkett fucking Smith. <clears throat> I I know most of the beef in that, but I I'm not sure if I'm missing something. Here's here's what I know. Like August Alzina. How do you say his last name? Alcina. Alcina. I think. Said that he had an affair with her, and then she went on Red Table Talk. Said that it happened. There was like a few Will Smith memes. That's all. That's basically what I know. So here's. Slightly more detailed version. And I'm not going to claim that I'm 100% on all this. This is just what I've put together. 
Will and Jada, four and a half, five years ago, like, broke up, broke up. Everything outside of signing divorce papers, like, they both independently say they thought they were done forever. So they weren't together. On paper, married? Sure. But, like, socially speaking, completely separated. She gets in a relationship with August. They go pretty deep for, like, a year or two. Like, he was, he seems like he was, like, super in love. Like, he, he really seems hurt like a motherfucker. This was a public relationship? Well, he, they would appear together, but they were never like, yeah, we're together. And so, so the divorce and everything was kept under wraps? Well, there was no divorce. Oh, there wasn't, I mean, the separation, I mean. Yeah, well, it was always kind of known that they had problems. Yeah. I guess, if you dive into all that Lore. Hollywood gossip and shit. Um... But yeah, basically, she like couldn't admit that it was a relationship that she was in, even though they were together for like more than a year. Like she was in a long term relationship with this kid, and he, while he was like twenty one, she's like forty something. Oh, which stop! Is, I didn't know there was an age difference. Oh, like the that. age difference is insane. I didn't even look into August, the dude. I didn't August even seen age. I didn't even care to look that far into him. I was just whatever. I was just like, August oh, whatever. Alcina age. God damn it. Siri is bullshit. Siri used to be good. I, I turned know, off my Siri. I don't Siri. know what happened. You turned it off. August Alcina. Wait, so he's like what? Like 30 right now? He's 27. When this happened, he was like 23 or 22. So. My life. So he, she was in her 40s already, right? She's not young. So she dated Tupac. She talked about him like like she didn't mention nothing about the difference, no. I guess, because no. she doesn't want it to matter, which I guess and, it shouldn't. And she goes, yeah. So then I got into, I don't know. I'm sure you, everybody's seen the word entanglement put everywhere on Twitter. Right, 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 right. Entanglement. Goes, and he goes, yeah. During that time, I got into an uh, entanglement with August. And then Will goes, entanglement? What do you? That's a relationship. Like, he's like, what are you talking about? Like, you dated this dude for like a long time. Like, yeah. you were in love together. Like, all that. And she was like, yeah, yeah, relationship. That's what I said. Like, that's not what you said, bro. Like, she's so, she's being so fake about it and just trying to cover her tracks so hard in the sense that she's like, I did that for me. I wanted to be happy. Meanwhile, all she was doing was basically pulling a rich white guy millionaire move and fucking a young, like 20 something until they felt fulfilled and then ditched them and went back to their older spouse. Oh, man. Does that, is that not exactly what that sounds like? That she just if you, used, if you boil used it down. the fuck out of this dude for a year or two, broke his heart, bounced, and went back to superstar Will Smith. So she was the one who initiated Let's Get Back Together? I don't know. See, this is this is interesting. Because what if Will was like, Let's Get Back Together? I mean, it was probably something in the middle of that. If I had to guess. Yeah, the truth but is whatever. probably somewhere in the middle of what you're saying and what happened. Right. Yeah, I'm sure not everything's so. 100%. But... The whole Will gave me permission thing has also been disputed by Will Smith. Um, it sounded slash, like a surprise to him Jada. on the interview. Well, I mean, he knew that they were together at some point, but he, they were tight. Will and Jada as a unit were tight with August before they broke up and before August got with Jada. So they were all just homies, and they like let August stay with them when he was going through a depressive episode. And a lot of other mental health problems. Right. And she so mentioned were, that the reason that she got so close to him in the interview that she was talking about this, Jada, that was because he was in a difficult place and she wanted to help him. And that's how they got close. And Which is such a predatory way to get what, to, to get together with somebody. If you're going to help him in a mental health capacity, there's a reason there's ethical codes for therapists. Yep. So Because then they become way more dependent on you than they should. I was actually rewatching The Sopranos. That's what I'm doing. And I got to the part where he tries to break an ethical boundary in season one. 
and she like goes over the whole thing yep she's like I, i'm interested in this though like she says mom fucking tony tony um but yeah basically she uses him ditches him and after like basically bringing him back from the brink with all of his mental stuff as- when did Jada, because you said it happened recently, and Will get back together? When was that known stuff? I don't know. I like a like, few months ago? Like, so they said this happened four and a half, five years ago. So And the, the relationship th- was like a year, maybe two. So I'm guessing whenever that ended, so within a year so she like was 2017? back. 2017-ish, I guess. Ish. I Slash 2018? Give or take. Do you think that Will Smith had a intimate relationship with margot roby on the set of that movie like many so. stands think I fucking hope so because the timing i don't of think it so would, the timing of it would work out correct and it would she like clearly would want to f- i think she clearly is into him which i is think fun. it's funny how like obvious that is because normally you would think actors are good at hiding things but like it's pretty obvious that she was really into him i think uh i don't know if that happened i really don't i don't it, i think their the friendship is pure the whole thing is just that the whole red table talk is let's get real let's talk about real stuff blah 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 and then she just goes on there and is just the most fake broad ever and you can see it in will's eyes he doesn't want to be there he i feel bad for him though but i also i, I like think he doesn't want to make winning. his private life he's, public well, he, but Jay no, is no, like, if we control the name. They're becoming the next Kardashians. And I mean this in a very serious way. They are coming for the Kardashians. You think, you think a reality show's in the works for the Smith family? Between Jaden. There's already one kind of on YouTube. There low key is on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, but that's their YouTube. Well, yeah, they're in control of it. It's their smarter. YouTube. Yeah, well, yeah. They're not going to leave it up to E News to fucking project who, what they look like to yeah, the world. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm sure the Kardashians have pretty intense contracts now to where E can't, like, destroy them. Ryan Seacrest Productions. Yo, that's what happened. Nick Cannon's also salty Yo, because Nick, he Nick Cannon said some crazy shit. Said bro. some crazy shit about uh, the Hebrews and Jews and the and, Jewish and people, Caucasians in general, and, ca- and Caucasians in general, and white people. Or, or, or should we just say non-melanated? Yeah. <laughs> Which I want to know if that's a word because I don't think mel- to melanate is not a verb. I don't think that's a normal verb. Yeah, I don't know because nobody is. can be melanated. Either the you verb have melanin or you don't. You Sammy Sosa. Like, you can't obtain it. Sammy Sosa he, was melanated. He did no he. Demelanated. He demelanated. Unmelanated. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ! He bleached. Oh my God! That guy looks insane. Whatever. That, yeah. That guy looked like he wanted to become a part of like the dad's <laughs> side of the family. Like he wanted to turn into some old school. What was Dago. he thinking? I don't know if there he is. He, he there doesn't is. Even, like, look white. Bro. He looks like. When I first saw that Sammy Sosa stuff like a long time ago, like a while ago, I I looked into it and there's a trend in like certain Caribbean countries where they sell this soap bar that's essentially bleach that's like that bleaches your skin, that lightens your your skin tone. Wild. So this comes back to another thing similar with a, a Puerto Rican star who looks like a white grandmother, even though he's a Puerto Rican male. He's in his like 70s or 80s. The name of the Netflix documentary that just came out about him is like Mucho Amor Amor. And his name is oh. Walter uh, Mercado. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Walter Mercado. And he the psychic, to, right? Yes. He yeah. used to do readings for like an hour a day on like Spanish TV for astrological signs. And this BS. dude is just a white grandmother. It makes no sense whatsoever. He looks very similar to my Polish grandmother. Like The way he dresses? I saw well, the, the trailer ro- the for The robes and everything is yeah. not how my grandmother dresses. But the hair and the face and the makeup is like carbon copy. It's insane. Did you watch it? Yeah. I watched it all in the did, morning. Did he explain his look at all? Did they ask him about it? So the way that we would describe it nowadays, 
what he, like how he identifies he's basically an asexual androgynous cross-dressing pan uh non-binary non-binary is probably what if they were born nowadays that's what he'd probably say but since he's from way back in the day um he just was what he was just a guy that dresses super feminine and like uh george george michael george Boy George? Boy George is one Boy George. Of. Yeah. So he was playing a character for publicity. No, no but, that's but that him. was him. That's him from like a very young age. You, oh, really? pictures of him in makeup. He went to uh, University of Puerto Rico uh, acting school. He was in telenovelas before he was the big, you know. Walter Mercado. Sagittarius guy. Um, and Walter Mercado is his real name, too. Like he's, he actually, he barely speaks English. Like he's actually for sure. Like he's still alive? Oh, yeah. Oh. So the whole documentary is about the fact that he had his name, his, like, appearance, like, his whole, like, character, I guess you could say. He signed it over to his manager without thinking about it, and then his manager, like, screwed him. Like, Out of a ton of money, probably, for the rights and everything? Yeah, and, like, destro- ended his career. He lost millions because of it. Because, like, he was, like, not allowed to use his name professionally. For the entire time that they're in a lawsuit after that got signed. And that took six or seven years. And by the time that six or seven years is gone, all your hype is gone. gone. Yeah. So he went from, like, he's on Howard Stern. And Howard Stern's going, you're bigger than Jesus. He was that big at one point. And now nobody knows who the fuck he is. Unless you're uh, a a person of Spanish or Hispanic descent. When was he in his prime? Over the age of like. When was he in his prime? Uh, it ended in 06. Oh, 04. my gosh. So he was a big proponent of the now large internet community that is astrological. Well, he's thing, probably like he's a made a resurgence influence. lately on like tw- not him on Twitter, but people our age are becoming into him. Like, you know, we're all into vintage shit nowadays. Yeah. He's like a cool 90s vintage because he was on from the 70s, 80s. And, and he's 90s. got the astrology thing going for him. And he's vintage. And he's like kind of gay birds. and like like he's all about love. He never says anything negative. It's really interesting, very interesting documentary. I think I might have mucho, to watch it. Mucho amor, amor. Because yeah. at the end of every episode, he would say that. I'm gonna have to mucho, look into that. Love. I'm gonna have to watch that for sure. In between the Sopranos, um, that's my try. Also, but wait, that's another try. But we were talking about Nick Cannon. He made anti-Semitic remarks. Yep. He and while announced, just done. Or is it like well, cause it was his, pause? It was his. Show, it was his show, but it's owned by CBS Viacom. I don't think this will fired from CBS Viacom. I think he'll recontract. He's worked. Here's what I know: after he said this, and he got so much backlash, he tried to apologize. It wasn't great, but he's, oh, I didn't see the apology. I he's working with a rabbi. I don't know what that means. Yeah, just like how fucking that NFL player is working with Julian Edelman to go see. Fucking- I did hear a hot take about it though. Someone said that what he said was. A mean way of saying it, but essentially for this online person, I saw it like, I don't even know. I'd have to bring it up. Um, the whole like he's mentioned about how the Jewish control a large portion of media. That's not inaccurate, but the way he said it was disres- like derogatory, not well, disrespectful. Well, like, and that's true. That, he also said that non-melanated people that was, lack, yeah. lack compassion and love. And that's the reason that they rape, murder pillage yeah and so he's got two things going on yeah he said he started this anti-semitic thing rant and then he started this non-melanated like that that's his cover is that i think it's just a quote non-melanated thing so like all i can insult all white people let me not insult just jewish people. do you think nick cannon could be having a manic episode like he might be bipolar 
saying some outlandish no, no, no. stuff. No, I don't think he's. You think this at... is the real Nick Cannon? Please he's, stand well, up. Here's the thing: this isn't like his opinion that he just came up with out of nowhere, and he has all these crazy ideas. No, this is a. This, this has been in the works since the '70s. This has been a a thought, not thought. This has been a part of a hyper black an agenda for a long time. Like an like, agenda. There's, yeah. there's people that take it like the Black Panthers back in the day. Mad cool after school programs. Early breakfast program, free healthcare, kids, free healthcare, all that type of it shit. It was mad cool, And then bro. it evolved into a bunch of different because they, sectors they that actively organized, and they got a little out of you know, little. They extra, actively we'll got dismantled by the government, not because they were black, mainly mainly because they were providing free healthcare and free services. The government was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yep. You can't be doing that. We provide you healthcare and you pay for it. That's why they were really dismantling them. And then. Uh, yeah, I think it just grew. Sidebar. Have you seen the act the uh Black Panthers quotes that are like actors, hired actors that went to that one protest and pretended to be Black Panthers with guns? No. And they were Yes, bro. That's crazy. There Where were these this? actors and actresses when the protests were happening that um you can look it up and it got publicized. They they were known actors and actresses, not like famous, but like that were known to portray Black Panthers on purpose, that are hireable, that all have gun permits. They were hired to go to a protest, to like lead a peace, peaceful protest, to like make it look good or something like that. And it, I was like blown away. But when you really look into it, it, it was true. Like it ended up being true. Like I'm pretty sure they interviewed after. But like they have like guns, AR-15s, and they just like led a peaceful protest and they claim to be Black Panthers, but they weren't. Even the the, the members of the the actual Black Panthers from that time, were, that are alive, were like, nah. That's terrifying. That you. And then there's hire. pictures of that one actress girl they hired with like the city's mayor, and like, in past occasions, and you're like, oh, it's the it's okay. You're like, I get it now. That was wild to me. That was something that came out of the protest. Hmm, that was I wild. didn't know about that. That's pretty insane. Um, but yeah, so Nick Cannon lost his show. That's that's my saltiest. Um, I think any type of supremacy in any form is is fucked up. If, if there's yes. if it's white supremacy, if it's black supremacy, if it's any type of person thinking that they or their people is better than another person or type of people, then you're off base. A tale is as old as time, but it never it. It's race is the new thing. Yep. Back in the past, bro, it didn't matter. It was more like my my land area, my country, my this was I mean, better than yours. Colorism has been around for thousands of yes. years. Yes, yeah, but think about how many port like when globalization first started. How many like port cities like Mongolia and like Sicily? Like people were intermixing since the dawn of time. Yep, and the most the most educated and the most influential pl- places in the modern world are normally not even the modern world even in the ancient world like rome and greece and everything the ones that were the most modern out of that time period tended to be the most liberal the most sexually active the most here's my question there. and this could just because of be because of whitewashing how come in the ancient world we don't hear we don't hear about any conquerors going on like a race an ethnic cleansing quest a couple but you would say, like you would think couple. that you would think that you would learn about almost all of them and where it started. But Hitler's the big one, and it overshadows everything. Uh, there's like, can I mean, you, you could, even you name could, one? 
yeah. off the top of your dome? Someone you know from the ancient world that went on like a well, what's ethnic ancient, cleansing. What's ancient, like pre, like BC eighty type thing. Uh, or are we talking? Let's like, just say before. Because uh, the the Mongols were for sure on a genocide. Let's just say eighteen hundred before. Okay, then the Mongols. The Mongols. Yeah. Okay. The Crusades. Uh, that was yeah. That was race uh, and religion. That was yeah, a, but that, that was okay. That so was kind the of Jews. That was kind so of the mix. Jews, yes, because we know that Jewish people have been persecuted was, throughout history. But forget that. Anybody else? Like a race that was. Wait, wait, wasn't that the Catholics against the Muslims? To reclaim the Holy Land. That was the yeah. Crusades. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's else? it's been going on, but it's just um, not been. See, I. I'm bad with history, so oh, like, dude, I don't Egyptian recall names. slavery of uh, Jews, I guess. Okay, okay, so let's leave them <laughs> out. Coming back to Jews. Yeah, let's just leave them All out. Right, Anybody somebody else. else? Somebody else. Like, there wasn't I mean, really... Hutus, there wasn't really... Hutus and Tutsis go back way, way far, you know? Yeah, that's true. But that whole concept of between the two was introduced to them by the British. Did you know that? I did not know that. So that, the probably, British, does, that probably doesn't the, go back as the, far as I thought. The British, it doesn't. The British said... To differentiate, they said, oh, the Hutus or the Tutsis, whatever one they picked, have broader noses and they're uh, shorter on average or something like that. That They didn't even have a concept of that before. When the British introduced that and started going like this, then they that concept just spread and it, it, it escalated. And it just, that's... That's what happened. That's crazy that a concept never even occurred to... Like, that's what I'm saying, like... You know, so really, it, it really doesn't go back that far. No, it, it was a it was a foreign concept introduced concept introduced to them by the sl- whites. I, yeah, well, for that specific example, I don't know about the history or the alternate history surrounding it. Like I'm I said, to think of other ones. I mean, I feel like Chinese and Japanese w- wars have yeah, been going on for a long the, time. Uh, the gun with the British did massive anti-Chinese things with the Opium Wars and everything. They did. Yeah. I mean, that the was anti. In like the 17- bro, we did. I mean, we did too. Obviously, what was that? Eighteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds? Yeah, like late seventeen or eighteen. Listen, we're not history people at all. This but is just like off the dome. We're not like history buffs where we know like exact years and treaties. But and if all we that. were throwing a dart at a dartboard, like when did this happen, and there was like a timeline, we could probably. I feel, yeah, I feel like we're a little bit better than. We could probably people. boom. But and we're, and we're admitting that we're like, oh, I don't really know. 100%. I I haven't picked up a history anything in since since early college, like when I had to take a class. Like that's it. I think what we've learned history wise today is that the Jews just keep getting dicked over. Yeah, Nick Cannon coming for the Jews. I don't know why. Poor bastards. And Julian Edelman, not Julian Edelman, um, Vontae Davis or something. What did he say? I don't know if it was Vontae Davis. Everybody anti-Jew. One, an, an NFL player said something in Julian Edelman, who was Jewish, that I didn't know he was Jewish. He's, like, helping him out to become reformed and understand. He's taking him to well, At least that's Israel better than just, like, yelling. Yeah. All right. That's it. We're, we're stopping here. That's our show for today. Look us up at PTS underscore podcast 716 on Twitter. We're going to have a new thing, and we're going to uh, – a new theme song, hopefully. And in the works, a guest. We have the capability. We just need to get him there. And we'll see you next time.